a kindergarten class was being taken on a tour through a hospital. And in the middle of that tour, a conversation took place between an x-ray technician and a little girl. Have you ever broken a bone? Yes. Did it, well, uh, did it hurt a lot? No, not really. Well, uh, what, what, what bone did you break? My sister's arm. <laughs> but what if God broke your sister's arm? Or what if God took away your dearest friend? What if God let you down? That's the painful question that we are considering in today's topic of forgiving God. For people who feel this way, their sense is that they cannot bring themselves to forgive the Almighty for what they believe is not happenstance, not chance, not merely the reality of living in this beautiful and broken world, but rather they believe whatever happened happened because a powerful God chose not to help but to hurt. But I ask you, is God really directly responsible for your friend's death? Is God really directly responsible for all the woes in your life? Is God directly responsible for all the pain that comes your way? I mean, is it like God is not very dependable? That we really can't trust God? Is it like God is out to get you and out to get me? Is it sort of as if in heaven there is this great control panel, and on the panel there are these large red buttons that say cancer, divorce, death, betrayal, hurricane, terrorist attack. And as if God randomly or perhaps perversely looks at those buttons and then chooses victims. Do you think that's how it works? Now, the answer of the Christian faith is resounding no. And the character of God and God's dependability and who God is is given poetic expression. In today's reading from Psalm 23, and I'll just share a couple of bits with you since we have just read it. But in verse 1 we are told, The Lord is my shepherd. And in verse 4, Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. And verse 6, Surely your goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Now the full picture of God, the full bright image of God, as far as Christians are concerned, is found in the life and teaching and the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. If you want to know who God is, according to the Christian faith, look at Jesus. Question for you. Psalm 23, written before or after Jesus? Before? It's from the Hebrew Scriptures in the Old Testament. And even though Psalm 23 was written centuries before Christ, Christians have always understood it as pointing to and describing our Lord, the Good Shepherd. God does not wish evil towards you. 
God does not cause evil towards you. God is not in the business of ruining people's lives. God is in the business of goodness. God is in the business of transforming lives. And yet, the promise of the Christian faith is not that nothing bad will ever happen to you. Okay, you can read the fine print, you go through the whole Bible, nowhere does it say that if you are a Christian, nothing bad will happen to you. It's not there. Now, we trust that God protects us. And if God didn't protect us, things would be a lot worse. We trust in the power of our prayers in the most horrendous crises. When we can see them and feel the effects of the prayer and when we can't. And we pray for healing for those that we love. The promise of the scripture is that when you are hurting, when you are in pain, when you are in difficulty, when you're going through a valley of the shadow of death, the good shepherd walks alongside of you to comfort you, to encourage you, to sustain you, to get through that valley of shadow, not necessarily to make it disappear or go away. Though sometimes God does that. Rabbi, Rabbi Harold Kushner, in his book, When Bad Things Happen to Good People, says this, But people who have been hurt by life Get stuck in the valley of the shadow. And they don't know how to find their way out. And that's the role of God. The role of God is not to explain, not to justify, but to comfort. To find people when they're living in darkness, take them by the hand, and show them how to find their way into the sunlight again. Now sometimes people blame God for what is human mistake. Or human sin. Sometimes people blame God for the church's failures. And the church has a lot of failures. But the church's failures are her own, not God's. But there is a legitimate beef that you and I can bring to the Almighty. We can say, what is with this? And that legitimate beef is the mystery of suffering. You can highlight mystery. The mystery of suffering. The mystery of suffering works kind of like this. Often good things happen to good people. But sometimes not. And sometimes in the dark hour the miracle comes. But sometimes not. Why? Why? That question has been agonized over and thought about. Tears have been shed. Blood has been spilled. Poets and songwriters and philosophers have wrestled with that question since the flickering dawn of human civilization. Now, there are some answers, there are some insights that can help give you some perspective on suffering. There are. However, none of them will fully satisfy you on this side of eternity. No answer will fully satisfy the question of suffering on this side of eternity. Especially when you, or someone you know, is going through the mess in mock of suffering. Now, God does not need to be forgiven because God is not the author of our suffering. Now, I'm going to ask you some challenging questions. I don't want you to answer them out loud. These are very, very challenging questions uh, that might make for good spiritual homework. Here they are. Is there a role to suffering? 
Is there a positive to suffer? Does God maybe allow some suffering uh, because in some mysterious way we can't really understand that somehow something good comes from suffering? The answers to these questions, or at least musings about them, are kind of beyond the topic of today's sermon, but those are very serious questions. And every human being needs to wrestle with them. And every Christian should wrestle with them, especially if you want to be a disciple. Now, having said that, I think you and I can probably agree that much of the suffering that we see in the world, there doesn't seem to be much good about it. Right? A lot of the suffering we see in the news, or in people's lives, our life, there doesn't seem to be a whole lot good about it. If you agree with that statement, say amen. Amen. I'll let you say there's nothing good about this at all. However, for those who struggle with forgiveness issues toward God, the Christian faith gently says to such persons, says very gently, God did not do that. God is your friend. Repeat after me. God did not do that. God is your friend. God is your helper. God seeks to come alongside of you. So when you suffer, when tragedy comes, God suffers along with you. When you weep, Christ weeps. When that pain comes through, Christ feels that pain with you. And God wishes healing and hope and extends that to you through Christ's hand, the invitation of Christ's hand. It's a hand that you can accept or you can reject. For whatever reason, God has given us free will. And so we are free to cling on to our pain forever or to hand it over and heal. There was a uh, pet store that had a sign on the front that said puppies for sale. And such signs tend to attract children. And a young boy came into the store and he went to the counter. He said, uh, Mister, I saw that there's puppies for sale. How much are they? About $25. Kind of made a face. The kid did. He went through his pockets. And he said, well, uh, I have $2.35. Is that at least enough to look at one? <laughs> sure, why not? And uh, the owner whistles. And from the back comes the mother and five energetic balls of fur. But the boy notices that one of the puppies is kind of struggling a little bit, kind of limping. Well, what's the matter with that one, mister? Well, the vet says uh, he's missing part of his left socket. Oh, well, I want to buy that one. I, I want to buy that one. I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. No, that little puppy is worth just as much as all the other puppies. I'll give you what I have now and 50 cents a week for the rest of the year. Son, you don't want that puppy. He can't run around and jump and play with you like the other puppies can. And then the young boy lifted his left trouser and he revealed a shriveled, twisted, deformed leg surrounded by a steel brace. Well, that's okay, Mr. I don't, I don't jump around and play around that much either. You see, I want to buy that puppy because he needs somebody who understands. God understands. Your pain. God did not cause it. His son Jesus Christ endured the betrayal of his best friends, nails in his flesh. And we often forget this. On the cross, Jesus also 
God does not need to be forgiven. Because God is not the cause of your pain or mine. Instead, return to God. Or come to God for the first time. And don't worry about uh, what you've done or what you've said about God. Just come home. Why? Because the Good Shepherd understands. Amen. Amen.